Hey friends, my name's Will. And my name's Hannah. And you're listening to the Spiritual Misfits Podcast. If you've ever found yourself on the fringes of Christian faith, this is a safe space for you. Your questions, doubts and hopes are all welcome here. We're creating conversations, affirmations, meditations and other resources to support you on your spiritual journey. And let you know that even if you feel like a misfit, you don't have to feel alone. Hello, friends. This one is being released on Mother's Day. And in the lead up to Mother's Day, I've been thinking about God, gender, and metaphors. And I wanted to share some thoughts that may be helpful for you. Afterwards, there's space for a moment of stillness and contemplation to help you engage with spirit in a way that may be a little different to what you're used to. Let me start by telling you a story. When I was 16 years old, I got to travel to Europe with my best mate's family for six weeks. It was seriously an incredible experience, one of the best of my life. It was also one of the first times I was exposed for a sustained period of time to a different set of spiritual traditions and language than what I was used to. My friend's family were deeply spiritual. They were certainly not evangelicals. When my mate's mum prayed, she would refer to Father, Mother, God. I'd never heard anybody address God like that before. And at the time, it actually caused a strong internal reaction in me. I kept this to myself. But referring to God not just as father, but expanding this to include mother, was offensive to my young evangelical mind. It broke a rule that wasn't really explicitly stated, but was a rule nevertheless. Looking back now, I can articulate it as follows. When speaking about God, father is an appropriate metaphor. Mother is not an appropriate metaphor for God, but can occasionally, sparingly perhaps, be used as a simile. Do you remember the difference between a metaphor and a simile from high school English? Here's a metaphor. God is father. Here's a simile. God is like a mother. Can you feel the difference between the two? Because I'm a poet, I probably spend more time than the average person thinking about language devices. But if you join me for a moment, I'm sure you'll see the shaping power that our language has. See, when it comes to speaking about God, the creator, the source of being, the ground of reality, we rely almost exclusively on metaphor. If you think about some typical ways people describe God, you realize this pretty quickly. For example, God holds the whole world in God's hands. No one actually believes a giant set of cosmic hands are holding planet Earth. 
or that God even has physical hands. But metaphor is all we have when we try to describe ultimate reality. In many ways, it's really obvious that God as Father is a metaphor. God doesn't have biological genitalia, and I've literally never heard anyone argue otherwise. A metaphor is intended to speak poetic truth. But one of the biggest dangers of our religious metaphors is that they can become set like concrete. They are containers trying to hold ideas, but you aren't supposed to be able to contain that which is uncontainable. Now, much of this containing happens when we've been taught that the words of Scripture are themselves closed containers, inflexible, rigid, the final words in a conversation rather than the start of one. Of course, the text itself doesn't demand this. We've been taught to see it that way. And beneath the layers of translation, for those of us who read the Bible in English, there are words there like ruach, a feminine Hebrew word that comes to us as spirit. Spirit is spoken of as she. Now, let me be clear. And say, I still find the metaphor of God as Father beautiful, helpful. The way Jesus spoke to his Abba, his Daddy, was a revolutionary religious metaphor, communicating the intimacy and unconditional love of the divine. When we pair this image with the Father in the parable of the prodigal son, for example, We have an image of a God who will run in the direction of a child returning home, offering embrace and celebration rather than judgment and condemnation. I also recognize that this may not be the best metaphor for everyone, particularly those who strongly associate fatherhood with absence or authoritarianism or even abuse. And I think we all ought to be mindful that if this is a metaphor we use almost exclusively, it runs the risk of becoming a container we try to restrict God within rather than a helpful lens we try to see God through. It was Meister Eckhart who said, God, rid me of God, a prayerful plea that every false container might be shattered. Sometimes the only way to see is to unsee. The only way to know is to unknow. The only way to learn is to unlearn. Now listen, I'm not trying to strip you, me, or anyone of the metaphor of God as Father when it's helpful. But I want to say that God, our mother, is an equally valid metaphor as is referring to God in gender-neutral ways. God our parent, God our carer, God our safety, God our home. And in fact, I want to suggest that when we interchangeably use different and diverse metaphors for God, we remind ourselves that none of them can contain the divine. We remind ourselves that God is necessarily beyond the grasp of our language. 
Let's sit with this idea for a moment longer and try something out. When you say, God our Father, what does it invoke in you? When you say, God our Mother, does it feel any different? Perhaps it feels warmer. Perhaps it feels safer. Though I want to acknowledge here again that just as father may be a difficult metaphor for some depending on your experience, I know mother may also be. These metaphors tap into our experiences of the world. That's why some people can conceive of God as an affectionate, gentle, kind father and others seem to conjure a father who seems always ready to punish and to put us back in place. We might use the same words, but we don't all hear the same thing. While acknowledging the enormous privilege I have in my own positive relationships with my parents, I've always appreciated the idea that these metaphors may also have the capacity to offer some healing. That God could be like the father or mother that you longed for but perhaps didn't have. Whether these metaphors are helpful for you in that way is not an obligation, but it may be an invitation. Let's just take a moment longer on God as mother. I only have access to motherhood through observation, particularly with my own mother and with my wife, the mother of our three children. At the stage of life I'm in, Motherhood up close looks like sleepless nights, looks like a body often given to the point of breaking. I cannot think of a more committed, enduring, radical, persistent love than that I witness as an observer of motherhood. So when I come to God as mother, it's not simply about swapping my stereotypical associations of masculinity for femininity. It's actually about appreciating a raw, fierce, persistent love. The kind that can lift a car if it needs to. If our tradition centers around a Christ who gives his body for us, then the metaphor of God as mother seems even more pertinent to me. God who labours, God with stretch marks, God who breastfeeds, God who weeps in the early hours of the morning, God who shows up again and again, whether or not God is given any credit. To you who listen, who do this work, who give of your body and your time and your energy in this way. At all stages of mothering, if this is you, may you feel seen and known by God, our mother. And for all of us who entered existence via a womb, we were literally mothered into being. And we might say the same thing about God who held us in her womb, who conceived and birthed us, who mothered us into being. 
Maybe you've known God as mother for a long time now. Maybe none of this is new to you. But if it is, if like me, you grew up with this rule, I just want you to know that this is a valid option for you. That this might be a new way to pray, to listen, to find a sense of refuge, to feel seen, heard and held. So take a few moments now to breathe, to be still if you can, and to imagine yourself sitting in the presence of God, our mother, who gives her body, her time, her energy for us, her children. After a few minutes, there'll be a prayer from a voice that is not my own. One who knows motherhood from the inside rather than the out. My friends, whatever this all holds for you, may you know fierce and gentle love as the reality you're held within. Peace and grace to you. This is the Anglican Lord's Prayer from the New Zealand Book of Prayer. Eternal Spirit, Earth Maker, Pain Bearer, Life Giver, Source of all that is and that shall be, Father and Mother of us all, 
loving God in whom is heaven. The hallowing of your name echo through the universe. The way of your justice be followed by the peoples of the world. Your heavenly will be done by all created beings. Your commonwealth of peace and freedom sustain our hope and come on earth. With the bread we need for today, feed us. In the hurts we absorb from one another, forgive us. In times of temptation and test, strengthen us. From trials too great to endure, spare us. From the grip of all that is evil, free us. For you reign in the glory of the power that is love, now and forever. Amen. Spiritual Misfits podcast is brought to you by Meeting Ground, a church for the misfits. We know we are only one small and humble faith community, but we're making this work in the hope that we can encourage and empower other people in similar spaces. If you haven't already done so, jump on our website, spiritualmisfits.com.au and join our mailing list to receive the Sunday message. No spam, no sales, just weekly encouragement around faith from the fringes. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing this episode, please share it and consider giving us a rating and review on your podcast platform or social media of choice. We'll catch you next time. Until then, take care and be kind.